0: everybody welcome good evening it is monday night seven and ish as always and this is the yard sign thank you so much for watching whenever wherever you may be doing so i'm johnny torres your host as always we appreciate you as we are going to be bringing you this week's uh, news and politics Uh, live from Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh, And again, we appreciate those and our ever-growing audience uh, on the audio version of our podcast. Uh, You can uh, subscribe to any and all of our social media platforms. And if you want to catch the audio version of our show, you can do so over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, and Samsung podcast platforms. And and I'm sure there's some out there that I uh, didn't quite get in that list. Uh, But we'd certainly love for you to look us up, subscribe to us, uh, leave us a review if you can and then of course tell your friends and family to tune in speaking of family we want to give a quick shout out to mama chambers uh our good friend chris chambers who is uh, all running for office here locally uh has informed us that uh, she's watching all the way from mississippi uh, so hello to mama chambers and uh, we appreciate you watching the show uh, and hope to have you here in uh, in town soon uh, to help with your son's campaign um <coughs> excuse me uh, we've got a great guest uh, that you can kind of see peeking inside here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, so uh, we'll get to our special guest in just a moment. And tonight's topics... We got school redistricting, you know, obviously a very hyper-local topic, uh, but it is certainly something that you wanna keep an eye on regardless of where you may live throughout the country, Uh, because uh, as you might imagine, shenanigans at play uh, as always. And so uh, make sure that uh, you keep an eye on the uh, redistricting happening in your district. Um, Also, we're gonna talk about student loans, obviously Democrats and progressives continuing to push for the cancellation of student loans, (laughs) excuse me, again, uh, we'll talk about about why Biden's never going to let that happen. Um, Although they are talking about maybe uh, eliminating a portion of student loans that are out there. And uh, so we'll obviously be talking about why that should or should not be happening. And then Could there be a recession ahead? Uh, Right now, there's a lot of indicators uh, that economists are pointing to saying that uh, there could very likely be a recession uh, hitting us uh, here, maybe by year's end, uh, maybe even uh, just down the road into next year. Uh, But it's uh, almost imminent at this point, given, again, a lot of the indicators, a lot of the factors that are happening economically, not only nationally, but internationally as well. All right, let's go ahead and jump into uh tonight's <coughs> excuse me man let's get over to the table as we introduce our uh panelists for tonight's show i know thank you of course it happens right when the show's starting um but uh over on the var end trying to hide his identity that's what you're doing right no, yes. right. Oh, wait, it's not on. Oh, no of course not it couldn't oh wait! look at that it works <coughs>
1: Well, at the moment, enable David Cabrera everybody. as we start to get infected by whatever bronchitis <laughs> that Jonathan has <laughs> of some sort. God only, God only knows. Uh, yeah, it's been good, good times, good times. Uh, I am very excited to introduce our guest today. She is amazing. Thank you. And well, she, you want to do it? Go ahead. No, it's fine. You could do it.
0: Go for it. No, it's fine. Well, you're the. You know, I mean, you've known her, I think, longer than I have. You so. know what? I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> anymore so jonathan please go ahead <laughs> well, i put
1: too much uh, too much of a spotlight I have, on i you? have financial reports Gentlemen, that need to get done please. oh thanks yeah you know, <laughs> stop
0: let's stop fighting over <laughs> <laughs> all right Ally marie now now is it leg is or is it how do you pronounce the last name leg Okay, that's what I thought. Yes. All right, just Show. making sure. It's my husband's fault. looks Good. weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so he never shows. Was Leger?
2: I mean, I you tried know, to it. get him to change it to Leger, but the family is, like, not taking it. Put a hyphen so.
0: somewhere in it. It should work. Right, Leger. Leger. <laughs> a little, a little yes. posture. A yeah. hyphen that's somewhere. That's what they called
2: me when yeah. I was in the Army. It was like, Leger.
0: <laughs> there you go.
2: It was funny. Well, I, but they liked calling me Leg, too, because I wasn't airborne. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so. tell us
0: a little bit about that. So um, you are currently running for office here in Hillsborough County. Yes. You're running for school board district yes. six, which is a countywide seat. Yes. Uh, now, for those of you watching, uh, I, have, uh, I have a trusty laptop pulled up here trusty for me. Uh, normally I don't, but uh, your website vote alley Marie Leg. Uh, com and that's L E G G E by the way yes All, uh, the the rest of it's kind of spelled as you might think A L Y M A R I E L E G G E dot com vote Allie Marie Leg dot com and actually you come up uh, pretty quickly in the Google search awesome you know once you start typing Allie Marie comes up and that's fabulous uh, yeah so just
2: the way I like it you
0: got that working for you yeah you know, whoever did your website did a good job apparently so <laughs> thanks
2: Matt my husband well <laughs> no, there You're we
0: awesome. go <laughs> Good, good good stuff and uh so tell us a little bit about that give us a little bit of background you kind of hinted at uh, the military service and yes so where are you originally from
2: um well i'm an army brat so okay. i've been everywhere i was born in Colleen, texas uh cool. which is fort hood um yeah. been in germany as a little kid I about was, as military
0: as you can yeah, get pretty from much. texas to, from fort hood to germany
2: right. and then we lived in uh fort sill Oklahoma which is like the flattest land ever I've heard and it's the most boring <laughs> <laughs> but I was a kid so I didn't really notice you yeah. know when you're a kid you can kind of just play so
0: well I've heard the best thing about Oklahoma is Texas Pro- <laughs> well I mean I don't
2: think they're wrong <laughs> um so then we moved from Oklahoma to New Jersey, and New Jersey's kind of where I call home. I still have a lot of family oh, there. Okay, I'm um, sorry. I know. No, Especially <laughs> I'm now. With I'm the joking. Climate. Actually,
0: last week I flew into Newark, uh, mm. which was the first time for me. Yeah. Ooh. And uh, oh, man. Newark yeah. Airport rough is rough stuff.
2: Wow yeah Mm -hmm. that
0: airport looks like it i mean it's literally lipstick on a pig i mean because you can tell (laughs) from the outside it looks like it hasn't been touched in 40 years and then you go on the inside and then they got some nice shops and they got you know they got little tv video and then you walk outside and that stench stench hits you right
2: and it's like oh what is that
0: i still remember (laughs) when the. yeah luckily it was a little cold so it was kind of
2: it's not that bad
0: dampening some of the smell
1: i still remember when the international and domestic those two different terminals would not connected. Yeah. So you had to walk out of domestic, walk. It's usually always raining. <laughs> so it's raining or snowing and you're getting drenched to get into international. So you look cute for your international flight and then you oh are soaked the entire
2: time. Oh no.
0: I didn't realize how spoiled I was. I mean, I'd always flown into either uh, JFK or LaGuardia. Mm-hmm. I like LaGuardia.
2: LaGuardia is nice. Yeah. yeah, It's fancy. It's nice and nice.
0: And so what point did you get uh, down here to Florida?
2: Well, um I got married. Mm-hmm. And I moved to Arizona. Okay. Um, and then just stuff happened, and I ended up in Virginia with my mom. Wow, and literally, my, you've been yeah, quite I've been pretty much place. everywhere. That's um, awesome. Ended up in Virginia with my, I think he was like six weeks old, my son, my oldest. Okay. Um, pending divorce, it was just this awful situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I met my husband. We were like friends then when I first got there. Uh, was my mom was a part of family readiness so so what she did was she was the financial advisor for all of the you know military personnel on base mm-hmm. so that she could help them you know figure out what they're going to do with their life and Afterwards, how they're supposed yeah. to you know spend their money while Still they're in service problem. or when yeah. they get out of service right. uh, cuz they they don't really teach you financial literacy when you're in the service thank and then you, when Governor you're <laughs> right thanks thank you Um, But when you are going overseas and you're being deployed, you kind of don't really prepare yourself for Mm -hmm. when you come back because you don't really think about that, right? Like when you're deployed, you kind of think of... Well, this might be my last time. So and then when you do finally come back, you spend all the money you earned while you were out there as like a repayment to yourself. Like, Oh I'm alive. Well, you I get spend all my down. money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so or you go and you buy a house and then you don't stay because the army's like, Screw you in your house, you're moving. So oh, no. yeah. it's like they know when
1: you're making life decisions. Like <laughs> nope. it's yeah, like nope. God. You make plans, yes. they change it all. Yeah, <laughs> they change
2: it. It's fabulous. Um, but then I joined the military and I went to Missouri. The worst place. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, Fort, well, Fort that's Lost what the, in the Woods. That's Mysterious. what the
0: arch is for. It's just to get from one side of Missouri to the right, other. Right. So it's like just,
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it, you go through all four seasons in like the matter of a day. It was, it was so bad. Yeah. Um, but while I was there, I ended up um, like, I broke my foot and my hip. I was still gung-ho though. Wow. Yeah, I did a five and a half mile ruck march and your rucksack is like this backpack you have on. Yeah. Um, And it was like 20 pounds, 15, 20 pounds. I was Mm -hmm. only like, Maybe a hundred pounds soaking wet. Wow. Um. And I had thought previously we were doing these drills, and I previously thought I had just rolled my ankle, so I like wrapped it, like sure. you know what I mean. You yeah. just wrapped it real quick, and I was like, I gotta go. We so gotta I could finish. Have to move on. Yeah. Because yeah, I got what we're doing, and we got to. We did the march. I was like lagging behind in the march. Um. And then we got to where we were. Where we go, and we were doing like this team building exercise. Um. And I was told to like kind of, hey, like come over your leg. Like, like, what's going on with you? Why are you? limping like what's wrong like nothing I'm fine I'm just I'm fine we're gonna keep going (laughs) um and we kind of got into like this argument and they're like fine just do whatever you want to do and I kind of finished um but when we got back I couldn't march back wow I had to be driven back um Mm. and when they got back and I went to sick hall I found out that I broke my foot and then a few weeks later I went back and figured out I broke my hip
3: Wow. So I did
2: all that like still and then I'm still broken doing like military oh, presses geez. like still trying oh to do gosh. crunches and like walking around with my <laughs> <laughs> like crutching it like it. That's just the kind of person I am sure, like I don't yeah. I don't take no for an answer. And if there's a will there's there's definitely a way. So sure. I'm definitely a fighter. It's always been in me. Um, I didn't grow up very very you know in a very nice household. Okay. I guess you'd say yeah. there's a lot of fighting and. You know, I was, I was, um, molested when I was a kid. Mm. So a lot of this stuff is like that we're seeing in the schools right now is very concerning, especially when you have like expi- sexually explicit content that our kids have access to.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and being in Florida, we're like third in the nation for calls to the hotline and we're second in the mm-hmm. nation for human trafficking. So, right. I mean, we are surrounded by water. We have a port right here at Tampa yeah. Bay. So it's like, if our kids are being exposed to this kind of material, it's kind of, opening that door to be exploited.
0: Well, we're seeing what's happening on the border with people being smuggled in all kinds of ways.
2: Right. So it's, it's really concerning and it does damage um, children. The more, the younger they are and the more they're exposed to sexually explicit content, it does damage them psychologically and emotionally Mm -hmm. uh, and mentally. And it's, it's just, it's not, it's not a good fit. And you would think having someone that has a psychological background sitting on the board, you would think that she would know that or at least, you know, research it. Sure. Especially if you're working in a a wing of the VA that deals with PTSD and many of the women, service women that go to the VA for PTSD have had um, sexual abuse while they've been in combat.
0: Well, that was, you know, uh, one of the unfortunate things. And, and if anybody knows me, I I have no problem bringing up, you know, again, the pros and the cons of, of everything, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that we are dealing with as a country. And one of the things that I came across in working at Senator Rubio's office is that there is a rampant, um, problem with sexual abuse and assault in our military. And it's not just among those that are enlisted, right? I mean, there are children, uh, of those that are enlisted that have been affected spouses, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and the problem is, is that, uh, because the military has their own court system, basically, right? they suppress a lot of it and none of it, and rarely does it ever get outside well, of the military facilities. And so yeah. the general public truly has no idea how bad it is mm-hmm. and how much of this is really going on within our military.
2: And then you think about it, it's it's kind of like in politics, right? Like when you have big politicians, big name politicians that are accused or big name movie stars that are accused of, you know, sexual abuse and it kind of gets, gets pushed onto the victim, like it's the victim's fault yeah. or it kind of gets pushed under the rug and that's why you have 20 30 people come out of the woodwork you know at the same time because courage is contagious and when you announce that that, you know you're not afraid you're showing people that you're not afraid to express you know what you've experienced with this person it brings to light you know maybe i can i have that strength and i can have that courage to do the same thing well and
0: at so many levels because we were talking about something completely different you know school related before Mm -hmm. the show started but it's amazing how strong the fear of retribution is oh, among people. And and again, we're not talking the military we're talking about within our school system, right. within corporate America, you know, well, within fear, our community. Fear
2: is debilitating for yeah. anybody, mm-hmm. especially when you have someone that you view as more powerful than you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that is in a different sitting, that is in a different position than you are. And you feel like you're an insubordinate. So, fear is just it's debilitating. But the way that you combat fear is what is your willingness? What are you willing to accept? Are you willing to accept that you're a victim? Right? Are you willing to accept that, you know, this is what you're meant to deal with? Or are you going to push forward and say, I'm not going to accept this anymore? No, you can't treat me like this. No, I will not be silent. And just push forward no matter what people say to you, no matter what names people call you right you know i've been i've been called names my whole life right like so moving from Lawton, oklahoma you have like a really thick country accent can you imagine me? <laughs> <laughs> like a thick yes i
0: accent. can completely <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> I, I do it all far.
2: the time like not not playing around but you before
0: all the time it's amazing but, be, <laughs> but before you get all of the support you uh-huh. know and all the people that come out who are empathetic and compassionate about what you've been through oh it's mean, typically you're well, but I was going to say most times you're dealing with the blowback first.
2: Oh, Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Before you get
0: to the, you know, the compassion and the empathy, you're dealing with the blowback of coming out and speaking out.
2: But you know, you have to figure out where your strength comes from. Yeah. And I know whose I am. Mm -hmm. Right. And I know, I know where my strength comes from Mm. and I know, um, That no matter what happens, God's got me right. So, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's that's where you have to you have to find (laughs) that faith in that right. Like I'm giving amens over (laughs) here. He's like he's like yes Lord. We've had these conversations. Seriously, yeah, we have. At the
1: end of the day, if you don't know and you don't have that bedrock. You are lost.
2: You are. You are. I mean, how lost. can
1: you? How can you lead others when mm. you cannot even find your own core?
2: Right. It's true. You know. And then you know. And this is something that I've been speaking about for the last, I think, want to say, year or so. Is you know, I've dealt with so many different things in my life, and I've been called so many different names. So moving from, like I was saying, moving from Lawton, Oklahoma, to nork New Jersey which is like the wow. hood of hood. Yeah, <laughs> Like I'm going to take my earrings off yeah. and my shoes and we about to bang. Like that's, that's, that's the different culture shock sure. I was in. I went straight into middle school you know, my hair was down on my butt. I had wavy, like Spanish curls. I got threatened every day that some girl was going to cut my face. Oh wow! I got threatened every day that some girl was going to cut my hair. See,
0: my mom and her sisters all, all the
2: time. Who like,
0: originally immigrated to New York mm-hmm. dealt with a lot of that same. Blame. Right.
2: So I wasn't I wasn't black enough for the black kids. I wasn't mm-hmm. Spanish enough for the Spanish kids because I wasn't fluent in Spanish. But my mother's Puerto Rican and Spaniard, oh, wow. so like, and my dad is is African Irish and Puerto Rican too. So we there was no Spanish in my household yeah. really. Huh. We kind of just spoke English because right. my mom is a, is a is a first generation American. I'm second generation. And when she got here, when her father moved her from, from Puerto Rico to New Jersey, uh, he was raising her and told her, you know, Mija, you can't have an accent because if you have an accent, people are going to think that you're not smart.
1: People don't understand the pressure as a Hispanic. Right. Especially first generations. When it came to them att- coming to this country, attending school, attending mm-hmm. going to work, that they tried their best for their children not to have an accent right. Right. to ensure that w- there was a seamless transition yep. of integration Yep. and it, there are benefits and there, there are also negatives to mm-hmm. that, but it was in the best interest at the time that they felt
2: right. for us. Different generation yeah. and different time, time period, you know, so us not being able to, and it was, so it's <laughs> really funny is we move from the black hood, right. to like the Spanish hood, <laughs> to like Newark, New Jersey to Perth Amboy, right? And I mean, it was s- pretty much the same situation. It's yeah. just because I like how dare you call yourself Puerto Rican? You don't languages. speak yeah. You don't speak Spanish. How sure. are you, Puerto Rican? I'm like, I am. I swear, I know a little bit, I can right. swear at you. Like, that's about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. But, um, so when I tell people that I've dealt with more racism by people that look like me mm. than by other people. Races, they're shocked to hear it, and then when I get on the national stage and I'm explaining to people that CRT is racist, you you should imagine the backlash I'm getting. Not just from from white and I, I love y'all, but not just from white liberals, yeah, but from from black people too, Spanish right. people too. Like, how dare you? Oh, you're just they. You got to be the token black girl. Like, first sure. of all. Mm. A quarter of me is offended. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> well, then nowadays there's It is lot. what it
2: is like,
0: and, and it's unfortunate because, you know, mo- honestly, it's part of the motivation behind this program. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the fact that, you know, we almost have to like those of us that are Hispanic, that are minorities on the Republican side, almost feel like it's a responsibility to have to come out and, and be public and be vocal and be, because you always get that. Well, you're. It's just you. Mm-hmm. There aren't a whole lot of you, and that's the. Oh, that's and I not know so truth. many that think right. like me. Exactly. You know, and there are so many. They're just quiet. They're and afraid. The numbers are growing incredibly. Yep. They don't want to be called
2: bad names. They don't want to be called a coon. They don't want to be a, a right. race traitor. They don't want to be any of that. But you know what? I've been called a white supremacist. Yeah. Do y'all see me?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. evil has been called. You know, evil has been called a, a, a communist. Girl. Called a girl. A girl. Oh. <laughs>
1: The amount of times I get called out from within our party, but especially from outside of our party of being being a a race traitor and and not being a part of the community and not and not and not um, expressing the examples that we are. And then I'm like, but you're using Latinx like you're automatically adopting white uh, fragility right there. Like,
2: first of all, I'm not even gonna lie. When I first heard Latinx, I was like, what the hell
1: is that? I thought it was a rapper. I, uh, I Honestly, like, what it was, uh, honestly, so and
0: what I don't listen to rap.
2: I had cool. to do like intensive research because I was like, "Wow, that's what that is." I had absolutely no idea what that it's was. Still a better
0: rap name than Bad Bunny. Uh, uh, okay, okay, well, calm, uh, let's, let's calm down. I'm now now, now that's more. when I that's can when say that because he's Colombian. Life. So, he is oh yeah, him oh, Maluma. That, oh, it's that Cocaine Money. Oh, okay, yeah,
2: yeah, Maluma's Colombian. Yeah. I want to meet that man one day. Awesome. Y'all,
1: we are a majority, minority group today. <laughs> are <laughs> we? Right. Yes, we are. Yeah. we are.
0: Yes, we are. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> no. right. so, yeah, so, the credit score so and, I, and I
2: don't even, so I'm not even doing it to speak out because I feel like I need to be a voice for, you know,
0: conservatives, dark conservatives, right.
2: yeah. Or, you know, brown people, brown. Well, no, your motivation came you Honestly, know, from being my, a mom. Right. And, well, yeah. my motivation is one, I took an oath to serve this country. Right. Yeah. And just because I'm no longer in, doesn't mean that my oath expires. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you start to see things that just don't quite make sense, like our government telling us who's essential and who's not essential, mm-hmm. you know, that part of your body kind of wakes up and you're like, wait a minute, that doesn't really sound right. Yeah. Um, and then the more you start to do research, because I'm telling you, nobody does more research than a concerned mother.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's like, right. we
2: turn into FBI agents, especially, <laughs> especially Latina women.
0: Oh, and these Facebook groups are nuts. Yo. I love it.
2: The amount yeah. of information that I've been able to find just by staying up till three o'clock in the morning doing <laughs> research has been insane, and I mean, and that's why I hopped into the race because you know this is crazy. Like yeah. uh, the school board people don't understand. I'm gonna tell you. I want you to listen. The school board race is the most important yes. race. Yeah. Entiende.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Generationally. Yeah. If you talk about the, the generational impact that it has on our kids and our communities, uh, I mean, it is. And a lot of people, and it, and it's one of those things that you don't really learn until you get involved. Right. You know, because everybody likes the the, the shiny DC star. They like I the mean? celebrities. They like, yeah. Then they love the, the Fox News and all
1: yeah. that stuff. I, and, want you know, I want to be a congressman. I want right. to be a senator. Yeah. Yeah. Boo-boo, you've
0: not done anything. Right. Not only that, like, <laughs> you're not going to get anything done. No local, no. Right. And, and so what people don't realize is that what's really affecting you is your school board, is yep. your city council, yep. is your county commission. That's well, the
2: first touch. You educate, yeah. educate the child. So goes the nation. Right. Mm-hmm. But how do you educate the child? You educate the parents first. Yeah, And it's, it's a generational thing with education. So you can tell the trajectory of a country if you pay attention to what they're teaching their kids. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's why I hopped in the race because where we're going is not going to sustain the America we know today or the America we used to know. Right. Not even 10 years ago. Yeah. We're going in the complete opposite direction. Like who would have thought in 2022 we're battling racism. Like, are y'all serious right now? Like we really, really, right, really, we yeah. have to create laws to keep Teachers, well, adults, from talking about sex to kids like that—that's what we're doing. And you
1: see it in these TikToks of these of these kindergarten teachers with rainbow hair, and they're going, they're saying these absolute ridiculous things, and you're yeah. like why are you even introducing that to our children at that right. age?
2: Like, if you can't talk yeah. about sex in your workplace without being fired for sexual harassment, you should not be talking about what, sex to what children. What is with
1: liberals yeah. talking
0: about sex with children?
2: When did this become a thing?
0: Well, in in in, in, in other regards, you know, in, in terms of, you know, what you were just saying about racism, I mean, some people's clocks, like, broke about mm-hmm. 30 years, 30, 40 years ago. I mean... This uh, is not
2: 1960. I heard
0: no. I heard Reverend Al Sharpton speak uh, at an event, and...
2: You're still listen to
0: oh, him? That man has like less than 10 years. Like, well, I'd say less than 5 honestly. I was paid to be there. So I mean, <laughs> you know, let me let me just let's preface be honest. it but, you know. Be honest about it. Hey, I cashed yeah. a check. So that's it. Right. <laughs> um and he's saying that you shouldn't be proud of being where you're from in this country. He goes because we are not from here. We were brought here. And it's like god, it's like <sighs> this guy has been beating that drum Wait, wait, wait. Wait. Hang
2: know, on. Let's let's dissect that. You shouldn't be proud of where yeah so he
0: talks about people being you know the black community being territorial about being from atlanta or being from miami or being from new york Mm. or being from selma or Mm. being you know and and he says he goes i don't know why you're getting all worked up about all these places that that you know that you think that you're from they go you're not from here it's like we were brought here you know, was was kind of the the overall message. You and know, you can go back. It's, uh, you <laughs> it
1: like, was an entire program in this <laughs> in the late in the late eighteenth century and nineteenth century that allowed people to go back. Well, and so there are entire countries in Africa that
0: were designed. That allowed the slaves to go back after. Right, after but the, the point Civil being War. is, is that here we are in 2022, and he is continuing to perpetuate this this division. He's continuing to pe- perpetuate this this disdain for this country. You know this. Let me tell
2: you why. Well,
0: uh, other than it lining his pockets, I mean. Let mm-hmm. me
2: tell you why. it's easier to distract people and keep oh, them yeah. fighting each other than mm-hmm. it is to be worried about who is making all the decisions right. and fighting them. Yeah, mm. when we are divided and they're doing it on purpose because they're dividing everything, every aspect of all of our lives, they're dividing us all. Well, and you don't have to hold them accountable. No, you can't. You No, no you don't. Right. Because why, you're too why? busy focused on does your neighbor like you? Is your neighbor, you know, sympathetic? Does your neighbor neighbor, you know, virtue signal yeah. to what whatever it is that you feel in your heart? They need to virtue signal about instead of worried about, well the bocc is trying to the bocc stole 500 million dollars from me and now they're also trying to do another tax or our school board is trying to you know sexually inundate our children like what like that fighting those things is way more important than worried about right than worrying about whose skin color is is what color like that's not where we are because you can be from cuba and be darker than me Mm -hmm. yeah you can Absolutely. be from Africa and be lighter than you. Yeah. Right. And I think so, people forget that. Yeah. My,
0: Costa, you know, I, I had uh, a former stepfather, you know, who was uh, Costa Rican mm-hmm. who was darker than you.
2: Right.
0: You know, and, and I know some, Costa Ricans
2: that pe- are blonde hair, blue eyes. You so. have some
1: Peruvians yeah. that are more Japanese than anything else. Than right. Yeah. Looking. And mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that people don't understand in the Hispanic community and in, in that culture, lat, lat, in the Latino community race, isn't that, much of an issue in regards to you see everything Mm -hmm. you see it all and sometimes they're even more racist than than the people than the americans here in, in the country and so we have a completely different position when it comes to racism and how it's just within families it's hit back and forth but what i want to get back to in this conversation is how how i feel the cia needs to be run by mothers
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then the state
1: department run by grandmothers. Okay. And because the, amou- the oh, amount geez. of uh, dirt that is found from inside, from those women at the villages is
3: intense. Listen,
1: and if you give, again, if you are, you create Papa, uh, mama bears every time they go after kids and mm-hmm. every time they're trying to separate and understand, they're trying to, they're trying to be divisive because what unifies all of us, is that we have children? Yes, you we know, have grandchildren. We have nieces. We have nephews, and you want them to well, be able to be uh, educated
0: mm-hmm. the best way possible. Yeah. Right. Well, let's get this back on track because, again, you know we, you know, aside from Hillsborough County, which you're running in, you know, uh, shout out to our friend Jennifer Licata, who's running in Hernando yes. County. You know, Go and, girl. You know, and her thing is, is that she is literally the only. Well, she would be the only parent on the school board if yeah. she wins. Oh wow! Like none of the so the school crazy. board members so are crazy. are actually parents.
2: Here's the thing, though: what people get really confused about is like you're not a teacher and you're running for school board. I'm like, guys, have you read what it takes to be a school board member? That's not on the list.
1: There, yeah, are, there are right. some counties That's in Florida that to be a, a a superintendent,
0: you don't need to have a you don't have to have a diploma. I mean, I mean, it wasn't that long ago where we we had a school board member with a high school diploma. Yep. Didn't have a college degree, didn't have any kind of secondary education, any kind of secondary experience in anything. At least the
1: experience, at least have the experience to be able to do some of the stuff. We know friends that are sitting on education and boards, they're doing much more good for children than the people that are sitting in school
2: boards right now. Right. Yeah. Right. so let's bring But it back. as so parents, pro- oh, you know, you're a child's first educator, right? Yeah. You literally teach them everything that they need to know throughout yeah. their entire lives. Like it doesn't just end in a school. And if we, we're, we're putting this, this notion that experts, if you have a degree, you're an expert. And if you're an expert, then you're the only one that can tell someone what to do and how to do it the right way. And that's not, that's not even close to what the American dream is. That's not even close to what reality is. And look at where experts has left us over the last three years. Mm -hmm. Like if we're just going to continue to, to focus on experts and listen to experts, then I mean, you get what you vote for.
1: And that's what we're seeing now. That's the pain that people are seeing now that they they voted and they thought they were going to get something better. And now we're in a position where it's even worse. Uh, Student loans are going higher than ever. Interest rates are going higher ever. People are paying more the pump ever. Again, everything's higher. Mm -hmm. That's what you wanted. And Mm -hmm. now you're seeing the ramifications. What's most
2: important and how you fix it is by knowing, one, the proper role of government. To the proper role of office that you're aiming to sit in and mm-hmm. represent the people in.
0: Well, I was talking to you, uh, our producer, uh, over our pre-show dinner. You know, was telling her how last night Trevor Noah. Oh, you know, I don't get. I don't had, get invited to these dinners. Um, so Trevor Noah either, got. Uh, you can. You just never make it on time.
1: <laughs> oh, no. um, Same to you, obviously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and Trevor Noah did the White House correspondence Dinner and, uh, and 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 did a great job. You know, it's not an easy job, um, and of course. The assumption is going to be that he's just going to go up there and kind of bootleg, you know, the whole thing, right? You know, especially given that he's, you know, he he had, he picked maybe the biggest shoes to fill in television and has not been able to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I mean, I I, I was saying, you know. I would have thought that Ricky Gervais maybe have had written this monologue for him because it was so on point. It, there was some heavy hits, mm-hmm. you know, that he that he took on the administration, and one, my favorite one was, you know, he goes into President Biden. And he goes, "Yeah, you know, things have really been looking up uh, since President Biden took office. You know, food is up, gas is up, you know, inflation is up. I mean, it was like, ooh, the, ooh. the room got real, <laughs> got real uncomfortable. You know, it's, uh, but that's the role, right? That's yeah. the role that you play when you're hosting the white house correspondence dinner mm-hmm. and i thought he did great he came in with some hard punches some soft punches he even at the end you know he says okay you know before we wrap this thing up you know this, he goes because you know we all know how great the biden administration is at evacuations and, oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> so some of you who may be more dismissive typically of the white house correspondence dinner i would recommend you go watch it it's definitely one of the better ones uh, in recent history uh, again perhaps to trevor noah who actually um has had more of an awakening i think to what's really going on over these past three years or so during this whole pandemic thing he's Um, he's really been pushing back more the way john stewart used to do to both sides than you know again just kind of uh carrying water for the left well
1: for the longest time he was more of a i think i'm using the right word a shrill yeah of of just the Democratic Party, and it, it, and now you're seeing that it's almost indefensible now. You, it's very difficult to defend the Democrats, mm-hmm. especially when you're in that position that he is in, and uh, he's also coming from a, a well outsider, and how everything outside their perspective. Well, and how everything they Africa. defended
0: them on has now turned on
1: them. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see where that where he lands on. I, at the end of the day, they're all going to go for the Democrats. They're never going to say anything positive about Republicans because they don't because they think that we're all racist, uh, homophobes.
0: Like, well, that's the, what they think. Well, the 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 other great line from the dinner was, you know, he goes to the audience. He goes, you know, for the past two years, I mean, you know, you people have been kind of telling, uh, you know, lecturing people about staying away from large gatherings and events and oh, yeah. wearing your masks <laughs> and all that stuff. And you get invited to one dinner, and all of a sudden, you all turn into Joe Rogan. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was again one of the other great lines, you know. Well, the other big one of those lines dc was
1: another super spreader like half the half the the people in there got COVID, and now they're having another one of these i don't it's the hypocrisy of it all it's like seeing the governor from california a year ago like frantically like having at a restaurant when half the country is unable to even go outside of their homes like it was just it was it was rude and i I think they're gonna pay the, the highest price which is getting a lot of these people out of office and then
2: speaking to that point with you know the hypocrisy is when you have a sitting candidate who used to be vice president tell black americans if you don't know to vote for me a trump you ain't black mm if you don't think right. that's a racist statement you might want to go back and check what racism means in the dictionary oh
0: and there's plenty of actual <laughs> racist statements coming directly from joe biden oh my um, gosh on the congress con- can on the, you imagine on the if trump of the, of had congress. said that like
2: the whole world would have exploded oh
0: absolutely yeah even no, if anybody
2: if anybody marjorie taylor Greene, if anybody would have said that like it would have been a- it's
0: unforbi- it's unforgivable and and unfortunately there are way too many people in the black community that i know looked the other way oh yeah you know, it shouldn't at, have been excused what they call Jim Crow Joe. I know they call him that. I, I know upset. they call him that.
2: I was very upset. And,
0: and they chose to look the other way, you know, because of some mean tweets. As we Guys, like we say. need
2: you now. Like, we, so, yeah. <laughs> were, we need you to speak up. They were so
0: adamant well,
1: about getting Trump out of office that now look what we have. Yeah. Look what we have. We look weaker than ever before. Even when he makes the decision, we still look weak because it's, like, it's two months behind schedule us getting out of afghanistan it's it's just a, a crap fest us trying to help in ukraine we're literally a year behind what we should have been doing us trying to figure out the economy it's complete mess like every single thing keeps on falling apart and yet it it what is what i'm expecting to see is how big this wave is going to be in november and yeah. i think that's going to carry a lot of candidates that are in blue districts over the winning line because I really do feel that there are some districts in Hillsborough County in Florida and in the country that it's still Plus two, plus five Democrats. But with the depressing of their vote and the increase of the of the independent and red vote and even some blue Democrats, blue
0: Democrats are going to vote red. It's going to be interesting to see where this all falls off. All right. Well, on that note, let me go ahead and reset the show because we actually haven't even started on uh, tonight's topic. Sorry. (laughs) right. We kind (laughs) of. Well, no. We've touched on it's a, a few of them. Guests. Well, and Ali's been here before, though. I She's mean, still so, a special guest. Uh, we appreciate Thank you me. being here. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, we are going to go ahead and uh, get into speaking of, you know, again, you know, how the upcoming elections are going to affect, uh, being that we've had redistricting at the congressional level, at the state legislature, and uh, and then now, uh, I think since December, mm-hmm. this is something that you've been beating the drum about, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I believe, when the last maps came out was in December mm-hmm. for the school. Redistricting. Mm -hmm. So, give us kind of the Cliff's notes on where where this is at. I know, right? (laughs) Girls, it's been six months. We are,
1: Jesus, we're almost, we're almost halfway through this year. I know
2: that was such a long time ago, but I do remember looking at the maps, like in the the demographics. There was a map that was submitted by, I believe, it was Stacey Hahn, and it was the the most even for all demographics like that's you know the latino community the black community the white community like asian pacific islander like everybody it was way more even Mm -hmm. across all demographics this map and instead of going with this one they went with a map that just completely Uh, it's just yeah. not it's not okay it's not it's not we okay, have Matt. one like, i think uh i, I you think might want to be able to pull is
0: able to pull one i have this one which is the december one mm-hmm. yeah now this is the yeah. one you're saying that they went with instead of the one right stacy han submitted or
2: there was also a citizen approved map not not well citizen submitted app map i would say that didn't even get looked at be, and the excuse was, well, it has to be submitted by a board member, but that's nowhere that's not in true. that's not true. Like it, that was a lie. But there's there's also a um, oh my goodness, there's a lawsuit that a few people in the district have filed based on this, and they're saying that um, a few oh, of the members, some sunshine law is broken. right, sunshine yeah. laws broken, uh, which is you know that's listen, our board is notorious for law breaking. And you would think being representatives, um, and that's one of your jobs. Like you are they
1: literally lie in front of people,
2: right? Like, Like you are supposed to, that is your, your main job is to one, know your role of office, right? Yeah. Know the proper role of government. But your third job is to know the statutes so that you are aware of what laws you have to follow in order for you to properly do your job and represent the people properly. But if you can't do that, then you should not be sitting on the board. Like there has to be some kind of repercussions for that. We can't hold our elected representatives to a lower standard than we do the the regular, you know, Floridians. That just doesn't make sense. Well,
0: see, and this has been the unfortunate side of the demise of media Mm -hmm. is, is that now you have fewer people kind of watching the throne as they say. Um, And so, whereas obviously they, they would tend to protect oftentimes those that were either left-leaning or those in power you know there were instances like this where they were the ones that would call these things out mm-hmm. you know and now it's, our media and, is complicit. you know and well they're either complicit or they're just not watching they right. don't have the manpower they don't have the staffing mm-hmm. to be at all the meetings to truly cover I mean we have what's uh, a Marlene Sokol mm-hmm. I think who primarily covers education for the Tampa Bay Times
2: mm-hmm. Jeffrey um, Sholacek, I think
0: but it, but think about it the TV stations aren't sending people to, to school board meetings Mm-mm. unless there's some contentious issue. Right. Um, and and yeah, we're down right. to, you know, what's left of a newspaper.
2: Right. Well, and then when you completely disregard a candidate because she says things that piss you off, yeah. like, or, you know, breaks your narrative. Well, and that's it, a whole other conversation
0: has been the print. rules that they've implemented in terms of public comment. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the decorum that mm. they're, they're screaming for.
2: Which, which, okay, first of all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Ugh, okay. <laughs> Nowhere in our state constitution does it say that you have to be very polite when you address your representative. Sure. Nowhere in our United States constitution does it say you have to be polite when you address a representative. And it also doesn't say that you can't use their name. If you are my direct representative, I have every single right to call you out publicly, every single right, because that is my duty. I am your checks and balances. Right. I hired you. Yeah. If I'm your boss, how how yeah, in any business, right? How in any business or is your boss you. not allowed to come to you and tell you, "Hey, listen, I don't like what you did." Yeah. And we keep coming to you, and obviously, if you have droves of people coming, which, by the way, if you do show up to your school board meeting or your BOCC, you represent a hundred people from your area. Mm. So it is important that if you have an issue and you see an issue, you go to them specifically for public comment. That's the impact that you have. Side note, well, that was a side note, but... when most people don't yeah. realize that, no. again,
0: much like their state legislators and their congresspeople and senators, that their school board members are also people that they can go and schedule a meeting with right. and sit down and
2: talk to So here's the thing, though. When we are not answered, when we call you and email you mm-hmm. and we ask and request to have meetings with you and we're constantly ignored and then we come to you and we're screaming at you at yeah. public comment or we're reading, you know, sexually explicit books like I've had a mom do twice a month for 12 months and literally nothing's happened. And the only thing that they're telling us is there's a process for that. You can report one book, one school at a time, dude, we have 200 books. You know how long that's going to take us? It's not
1: even that you have people, you have adults bringing condoms onto high school campuses and no one knows how the box got onto high school campus. Well, they They just know that an adult went on campus, gave it to a bunch of kids and then walked on campus. And you're telling me one of the most, prestigious high schools in our county couldn't tell with all the cameras that they have in that building couldn't tell me
2: Oh, Honestly, either, either
1: someone is protecting someone or is that's incompetent either or
0: is Mind you just to get in the building you need to get buzzed in oh.
2: yo parents aren't even allowed in buildings anymore right, right. now like yeah. the parents are still still COVID's dead like COVID's not here like we're, we're still not allowed right. to go into the building we have no access to our children so not only are you f- are you telling us that what they're that what we're finding right that they're learning or that they have access to mm-hmm. it's not there it's not there we're being told it's not there yet we have proof that it's there and yet when we you know now now you're telling us that we can't have access to our kids right we have no we can't come in and see them we can't have lunch with them we can't that Do you know was, what I'm saying? Like that that was one of the crazy. Most, uh, that was one
1: of the most fun times when uh, I was younger, and my grandfather would come to um, Bellamy Elementary mm-hmm. for it was like a grandparents' like lunch, like every month. Mm-hmm. And the and the parents, the grandparents would come in because it was a very Hispanic community at that time, and you had a lot of these grandparents dropping off their kids. Peaking, again, and we know this because it's a more of a multi generational household when it comes to Spanish people. But you have that in these count in this that part of the county. You have in West Tampa, mm-hmm. you have in East Tampa, and people don't understand that now that I can't do that. My grandfather, my father, did that to my niece just two years ago, or right. Not, yeah, the, right before the pandemic,
0: and they've yet to be able to bring it back. Well, the problem is, and and and, and just quickly to to your point, the rules are created to discourage mm-hmm. the very Correct. thing that you're trying to accomplish, Correct. right? Um, but in regards to access to the schools, now it's down to the school administration to determine whether or not they want to allow parents back onto the campus, and so you you I you have to imagine that there are administrators out there who simply don't want to give parents access to the school I wonder because why. i mean in some cases, obviously that requires a lot more oversight and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and a lot more responsibility, you know, but then in, in other cases, again, it's just going to bring up more problems. Right. Yeah, right. And, and the, and the more you can keep them at bay. I you mean know, when
2: you have children that are identifying as animals and you have litter boxes in hallways or in bathrooms no. for these kids, no, I'm not joking. They're called furries. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not joking. And it's serious. It's a thing here in Hillsborough County. I promise. Um, and when you have, you know, a transition closet that's secret where kids can come in dressed as what their mom or dad sends them to school and they can go into this transition closet and change into the gender that they identify in. And their teachers and everyone else in the school can call them what they what they identify it as but then change to go back mm-hmm. home. Like it, it's becoming a camp of secrecy sure. of people that we and don't bet and, enablers. and enablers. enablers. So like, honestly, as me as a mom and, and being, you know, very vigilant about what my kids have access to, um, to protect them, you know, their, their childhood innocence. Right. Cause yeah. like we said earlier, there's, there's value in childhood innocence mm-hmm. and we want to keep them children for as long as possible. Right. But when you have these situations where You know, you have kids on transition plans without parents' knowledge, like literally changing into a different gender without your parents' knowledge, and then trying to keep that away from the parent. You know, as a kid, as a parent, you know, we take them to daycare and we vet the daycare. Right. We take them to school, but we don't vet the teacher. Right. Yeah. I have we, we trust the county that the county's going to do their their mm-hmm. due diligence, but yet we have you know children that are coming out of Blake High School talking about a teacher raped me or you know sexually assaulted me and students are sexually assaulting other students in classrooms or in bathrooms like or and every time there's yeah. every, every time there's some kind of like sexual human trafficking bus, there's always a teacher yeah. that's involved like it, it's. Yeah. It's terrifying to well, imagine that we're allowing this to happen and, and then we're being closed off. But we all know that parental involvement in education is one of those main pillars important. that help most children. Important. It is the, mo- you're right, it well, is the me, most important. And
0: let me say this, because I am a school choice advocate, although yeah. my daughter does go to a public school mm-hmm. um, because her mom and you know and her aunt are public school uh, teachers. Yeah, it was um, parenting. But I'm definitely in favor of school choice. But don't confuse that with... There needing to be a, a a more transparency and oversight of those schools. Correct. Absolutely. Because what a lot of people don't understand is that some of these teachers that get in trouble mm-hmm. or are found to be ineffective in a public school, where do you think they end up?
2: Yeah, they get they out. end up at
0: the charter schools. Well,
2: and then the reason why they do that is because when they're found out, the district does nothing about it. They yep. don't get reported. They're not arrested. They don't get their yep. license removed. There needs to be more teeth. Yep. There needs to be more um consequences for these teachers that behave right. badly
0: well and then you have the ones that are just hanging out downtown you know riding a desk you know because they don't want to you know deal with the payouts with the unions or the contracts and and getting to the all the, the legal issues
1: and all of these the and this is a such a small percentage of the actual teachers that are actually teaching our kids right. of having these issues it's then demoralizing the the effective teachers and the brights teachers that are doing what needs to get done every single day to make sure that kids have clothes, (laughs) that kids are getting fed. Right. Right. These basic things that no one realized that once we, I think the pandemic was probably one of the best things that happened to yeah. this country. I will honestly say that because it, it showed the light that was really happening in education when it came to public safety, when it came, when it comes to our our hospitals and everything else. Yeah. And even to the point of where government stands and where it doesn't stand, mm-hmm. who would have yeah. known that you would have been having pastors arrested mm-hmm. in Hillsborough County because they were still having services after when the pandemic was occurring. And you know what? That could have been handled so much differently so much different. and you don't understand. Now they got arrested and they got released. They're not now, they're not getting put in jail and getting fined every single day in, in, in Canada and in Australia and, and even Sweden. But you got to see where the level of freedom really is. Right. Yeah. And that was really scary. And then the second part was education. I got to see what well, my kids were learning. Mm-hmm. I got to participate because they were in the room because yeah. I had to work from inside the house. Right. And now that kind of disclosure of like, well, what are these things? What are these administrators actually doing? What are the kids actually doing? What are they actually teaching? Why well, are you reading that book at third uh, yeah. at, in third grade? Like, wh- what's going on?
0: Well, the, the, what, what's crazy is that actually there was just uh, a report done, and I believe it's in the New York Times, mm-hmm. talking about teen mental health, mm-hmm. and and obviously how how much bigger of a problem it's become because of the pandemic. Now, what's interesting though is is that along with that though, because of the pandemic, because Kids found themselves at home a lot more. They weren't allowed to go out. They weren't allowed to go attend social functions or be social, and again, that's important in development, Mm -hmm. okay, but there has been a huge decrease in pre, in, in, in in teen sex, mm-hmm. been a huge decrease in teen pregnancies, huge decrease in teen drug use, huge decrease um, in teen smoking. I mean, all of these things that typically parents are trying to protect their kids from. And again, have come about because of the pandemic and because of the lockdown, you know. And so, yeah, I mean, we have to find a balance there, you know, right. but I mean, to me, it is like, starting those to rise, like,
2: though, now. Well, of course, all of because those things are starting, starting to, to open rise back again, up. right? right. Yeah. But we're also seeing that with with parents not being involved in schools and not involved in their children's everyday lives, which nobody can control, that right? Like our schools can't, our teachers can't control everything. Everything right. that it's not their job. Their job is to literally just teach these kids yeah. how to read, write, history, math, science, like all these things. Well, but to
0: Enable's point, they're they're already um inadvertently asked of so much more
2: right well and then that's also that's also part of the district's problem too right we have these people that are all the way at the top that are so far removed from what it means to be in a classroom or, and they're not even asking. Like I, I asked a constituent of, uh, you know, soon to be, I listen, I'm already on the school board y'all.
3: So
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I already asked a constituent of mine who happened to be a teacher. Like she was concerned because she's like, you're a parent. You've never had, you know, experience in a classroom. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm worried about you know, having a parent sit on the board and tell me as a teacher what to do, especially when, you know, I try to explain to other parents, like, you know, the issues that I'm having in in class with, with certain students and I'm getting pushback or, you know, my job is being threatened. So I'm a little worried and I'm like, listen, I understand, but we have over 80 years of education. We have over 80 years of education experience on our school board right now. Has any of them ever reached out to you and asked you what you need from us to help you do your job? You know, her answer was, answer was no. no. Her answer was no. Somebody right. has to And I'm up. like, you know what? Well, here I am. And I know how important your job is to my child and to the t- children of this County. I'm here extending my hand to you. How can I help you do your job? Right. And she didn't have an answer for me. It took her 20, 30 minutes to give me an answer. You yeah. know, what her answer was I'm a veteran teacher. I need to stop having four meetings a week. I need to stop being watched like a hawk. I need to be able to just teach my kids. That's it. That's all she wants. Right. She wants hands off. If you're a veteran teacher, you should not be in meetings four, four days a week. You shouldn't, you shouldn't need somebody looking over your shoulder to make sure that you're doing your lesson plans, right? You're a veteran teacher. You already know how to do that. And if you don't already know how to do that, you should probably think about something else to do.
0: Right. And there are metrics by which you
1: can hold them accountable. I mean, right. But those metrics are, not, and I think that's the biggest problem. And again, we can go round and round circles yeah. of things that are having, that are having issues. Cause again, my wife is an educator. Mm-hmm. And so I hear these horror stories that are happening in, in the schools that she's been to um, throughout the years. And you're like, I don't understand my first comment has always been, how on earth, mm-hmm. as a, and I'll, I'll be as blatantly honest as possible, how on earth, as a female led industry, do you guys not have the best healthcare, right. and pregnancy, and all that kind of services that would not, like, what is your like union teachers, doing?
2: Yo, they can't <laughs> yeah. even take six weeks of paternity leave. Right? Like, that's you crazy. You can't even take yeah. six weeks. Like, what is your union doing for yeah. you? And yet, they, they, they go around and they tote, well, you guys are gonna get a raise. Okay, well, how much you get a raise, right? And your teacher's dues go up, too. Of course. So you're already paying $755 a year. Wow. I might be off by $10, but you know, give or take a few bucks, but still you already pay 700 and some change a year for your teachers. dues, And you (laughs) can't get six weeks. Yeah. Six weeks after having a baby, you have a hole, the 10 centimeters in your freaking, you like, come on.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm
2: serious though.
0: Yeah. My mother's daughter had to claim disability.
2: Yeah. That is, you shouldn't have to do that. So teachers
1: know how they, 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 there's a whole piece of paper. I've seen the piece of paper of the roundabout, so that you can get
0: additional time. I'm like, that shouldn't be a thing, Mm -mm. and And we should not be. And we got lucky that she was born right before uh, Thanksgiving. Oh yeah, the planning planning. and the holidays. holidays. Yeah, it's and
1: so that's one thing right there that annoys the hell out of me when it comes to education, our education system. But the other one, but then there's so many other little ones, and I'm so glad to see that you are running. And we've talked about this. already. (laughs) I'm so glad that you're running. I'm so glad that your energy and your focus and everything else. And I'm very excited to see where i'm very excited to see what district you will land in now that the maps have
0: been well <laughs> so so let's wrap up the topic Well, no, that what, wasn't what was what, what was uh what was wrong with the maps or what is wrong with the maps and then you know and kind of where do things stand and what do parents need to look out for
2: uh well that, i mean gosh come on man that was so long ago
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know
2: my brain is not even on redistricting anymore. My brain is on like all this other stuff that's on. Is it just where, um, is everybody No, just kind of there's moved on there's still this? there's a lawsuit, yeah. so we don't even know what the, what that's even gonna look like. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So, so they may have to be redrawn. Right. They they may have to be redrawn, um, depending on what what happens in the court system. Mm-hmm. I mean, and you guys kinda know how our court system works anyway. Like it really just the depends on what judge before. Right. <laughs> you kinda know what you, it just really depends on what judge you get, you know? And if you don't get the answer that you want, you can take it to a different judge and see if you get the answer you want. So it's it's just. But our di- this is another problem I have. Our district doesn't know where sixty two million dollars went, or hundred oh, almost two hundred million dollars went the, in the month of March.
1: Again, yeah. give give that
0: budget but, to the women. I know they have that miscellaneous. The the well, miscellaneous well, yeah, budget, the other remember? the other
2: right. Yeah. But but wait, they have all this money for litigation.
0: Right. mm Hmm. Yeah,
1: and electric cars. Lucy,
2: um, you got some explaining to oh, do. Oh yeah. Oh, they're never
1: going to explain. I will say this, and I'm going to throw it out there because I don't care. Um, district four has a f- uh, there is rumblings that there might be uh, changes afoot when it comes to Melissa Snively. Uh, well, we just I got word today that she's not yes, going to run. Again. She's not did, running. did you get the Did you get the message? Well, I saw it on Facebook. I know. I was gonna, I was being a little bit more. <laughs> I
2: was teeing it the
1: out message? there. My gosh. Everybody gets it. Yeah.
2: But if you honestly, but look at look at district four here. Look at how huge that is. Like yeah. that is. huge
1: and that's right. one of the fastest growing parts of the county right is there's four. no
2: possible way one school board member can handle no. that district that, it's alone, not okay. that alone could
1: be three districts it's yeah.
2: right like no. that's why i was surprised maybe,
1: that they because they took so much away from district two and district three and
2: the That's why I like the citizen map the best, because it added a a district. And honestly, if you think about it, we kind of really should have seven separate districts, right? Instead of having two county-wides, it should be seven districts. If you had seven districts, it would break everything up a little bit easier and more even to where, you know, you wouldn't have... district four have this enormous amount of land well, with all these schools you have the most she's got like the most schools there's, no, based no, on there's the criteria. no there's no
1: there's there's no way a school in south tampa has anything common with a school in apollo beach no
0: well None based on the criteria that you told us that they have to meet i mean it also there's no way that district four meets that criteria Mm-mm. that's there's, what
2: Melissa Snively was saying too I mean yeah. that's what a lot of people were saying too yeah. this this map is is just so she, disproportionate just your
0: population alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no way district four no. meets that criteria no I mean you're talking about I mean obviously south shore
2: and I had this let me see if I could I
0: get it district five even though I'm surprised that it
1: took away as much of the west side of district five as I thought it was going to but the fact that um West Chase and Citrus Park are not in the same district. Make absolutely no sense. Um, Plant City should honestly be its own. It should be its own district. I don't know why the north e- the northeast corner of Hillsborough right. County is not its like, own district as well. The
2: citizen map had that. That was like District Six, I think.
1: And then the the shoot up from District Two into like Brandon mm-hmm. well, or like Pro- Riverview. Oh my god! Everything north of Bloomingdale right. this makes should no be sense. In... All right. Okay. Well, yeah, we're, we're getting
0: we're getting too deep into the weeds. We're too but... <laughs> deep in the weeds. Um, let's go ahead and, and talk about uh, a, similarly, a similar but not really a topic in, in terms of student loans. Um, let's go ahead and uh, reset, uh, if you don't mind. Thank you, everybody, sure. for watching The Yard Sign. Uh, don't forget, if you miss any part of the show, you can catch the video version on Facebook and YouTube, and then you can also catch the audio version of our show on any of the podcast platforms out there, Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms and many others please make sure to like subscribe and share uh, this episode if you're enjoying it Uh, our next uh, topic is going to be student loans as uh, is one of the campaign promises that joe biden made uh mostly because of the pressure he was getting from bernie sanders in terms of promising that bernie was obviously promising that he was going to do away with student loans even though sitting in congress as uh, senator sanders uh is um he knows that that the government pro- uh, actually federalized, you know, a lot of the student loans um, in an effort to fund Obamacare. Um, and that alone right there is going is, to is why Joe Biden is never going to repeal student loans. Never. Um, and he is, uh, you know, he They're talking about, you know, maybe pacifying, you know, because, again, the progressives uh, are just, I mean, up in arms about this. They are they are ardent uh, and angry and frustrated because they want him to do because they've obviously since the, the pandemic, they've been pushing, you know, the goalposts back as to when they're going to start, you know, charging people for their student loans again. Um, and so what they're hoping is, is that they'll cancel the student loans before they go ahead and, and reopen, you know, the, the collections again. But I continue, I maintain that there's just no way that Congress agrees to repeal even a portion of student loans given that they are so dependent on the revenue that that comes from it to fund the government um it, it it's uh d- were you able to t- take advantage uh, you know based on your service of any other kind of educational stuff
2: nope
0: no all Mm-mm.
2: right i taught myself yeah i mean look i, <laughs> I mean, mean it, listen as long as you know how to read you can yeah. really teach yourself almost anything
0: yeah. My parents paid for, you know, two years of college for me, I ended up going to a broadcasting school and, mm-hmm. you know, and that was enough for me, you know, and, and it's been, you know, it's, it's been a blessing.
2: Well, I it, had a problem when I went to college, I was in college and I would for my major was psychology and I went in and for like, I didn't like, maybe I think I was in, I did like the first semester, but the entire semester, all he did was stand there in like the first 20 minutes of class and say, you know, take out your textbook, read this chapter the chapter's like 400 pages long oh and then they want you to do an outline and come back in and then hand in the outline. Like right. what am I paying for you to teach me yeah. when I'm teaching myself? So I was yeah. like, I'm not and doing they wrote this, the book. right? And I'm yeah. not, I'm not doing this. So mm-hmm. I dropped out of the psychology class and taught myself what I needed to know psychology, like.
0: Yeah. Well, and we've seen, especially because of the pandemic, it's really pulled back the curtain on higher education Mm -hmm. in terms of people really second guessing, well, what am I paying for? Right. You know, and, and, and if I am going to an elite school, you know, or a top tier school, you know, even let's say like a Florida state, a UF, you know, am I really getting my money's worth, Mm -hmm. you know, or am I getting the same education? Had I gone to a junior college or had I gone to a state state college? Right um you know because at the end of the day i mean you and i know we all know i mean once you get into corporate america nobody's asking what school you went to any of that it's so weird you'll never you'll never you're never going to show anybody your 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 diploma Mm -hmm. um and and then, aside from what you studied, nobody cares what school you went to,
3: right?
0: Uh, unless it's well, but I mean, unless it's some kind of boys' club, you know, or that sort of thing. Where I've seen, I've seen people get get in
1: fist fights over Florida State in Florida. Oh so my
2: God. yeah, but it's, it's not. That's thing. not. It's not that serious, guys. That's not it's not determining because y'all didn't
1: go to a state school. No, but it's not
0: determining whether or not you get a
1: job. In, I mean, in Jacksonville, it is. In Gainesville,
2: I'm sure it is.
1: Oh my God, in I'm sure it is. But it's a very small oh, percentage. Like nobody's, yes.
0: you know. It, again, in in it may matter in some local business. Now, do some I not talk or, to people
1: that graduated from the University of Miami?
0: Yes, that is a preference. I'm allowed to have that preference. Lies, lies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> lies. You talk, Danny Alvarez. Uh, yeah, but that's because <laughs> we all fall short from the glory of God.
2: <laughs> Amen.
0: had <laughs> you on your noun tense Anyway,
2: so i don't even know what's going on right so now. really does this
0: does <laughs> well i mean does this become a does this become another issue that's going to take down democrats in the midterms and the presidential election you know because this would become the new drum so this, i mean the left has literally run out of stuff to complain about like, this so, is this is the the topic du jour for them, you know, that they're all worked up about. So the Obama administration, the Obama, well,
1: basically, the Obama, <laughs> the Biden administration, the O'Biden. The biden oh, that's a good one, O-Biden administration, is discussing about talking, uh, air, in talks at the moment to be able to wipe out $10,000 per student of their loans uh, for each borrower. The total would be amount of $245 billion, according to the nonprofits, in, in regards to the responsibility of the federal government budget. So I think, that will. That's great. Some What's that? Like are, one year for most people? I know. Well, actually, I think I haven't looked to see the, what the percentages of those that are under like 20,000. It's pretty high. The problem is this isn't, first of all, this is never, the left are never happy. This isn't enough for the left. Yeah. They're like, well, why aren't you doing 50,000? You said you were going to do 50,000. Why aren't right. you going to do 50,000? Oh, all of it. They want to cancel no, all cancel of it. Cancel the whole
0: thing. All $1.7 trillion worth of it. Meanwhile, those of us who didn't need it, and still manage to, you know, pursue our careers and succeed in our careers. Now we're going to be footing the bill the word for it. Succeed, but yes, continue. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> oh my friends like you who needs enemies right Uh, i have a check for you in my bag by the way oh good that's that's (laughs) what i like to hear those are the kind of friends you need that that, thank you the ones that carry checks for you
2: they get easy easy. i even deposited for you boo -boo. yeah well
0: i mean so Allie, i mean you you have uh you have a beautiful family um you. you have is it
2: three kids four Cinco. Wow. Five. I have five babies. Yeah. So I birthed what's, four, but I'm a bonus mom for okay. one. He's in communists. Oh, I love that Virginia.
3: <laughs> I love that place. Yeah, I so, love bonus mom. That's a good one. Thanks,
2: Disney Stepmom. Stepmoms Step <laughs> have like a terrible name, connotation with that. Thanks, Disney.
0: Oh, let's not even get into you know, Disney. <laughs> Disney and family representation uh, Oh boy Well there's uh. usually a dead father somewhere Or a dead mother Pixar, Pixar's
1: the worst <sighs> yeah. Emo- And the they emotional always make damage. Cry. It Whatever. is emotional yeah. damage All I'm gonna say is this, Bambi Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Where's
2: Wait, the Fox dad and, and the Hound, listen <gasps> the I can't, my heart <laughs> Where's
0: the dad in Toy <laughs> Story? Nobody even talks about that Where's the dad in yeah, Toy Story? Mind you, she has a baby at some point
2: Yeah. I don't
0: know No dad anywhere Mm. all right wow this went
2: deep. this
0: went deep it's a lot this of scarring the in this table right so now. what's the college what's the college trade school conversation like in your household what's so
2: my know, oldest wants to go to college because he wants to play football like oh, that's, that's the best okay. that's it and right. he's like i'm i'm gonna go for business management or like entrepreneurship Smart. because yeah. okay. he already is 14 and like kind of owns his own business in Great. A way. love it um and he has like a 20 year plan he wants to like invest money like my kid he blows me away all the time he like he wants to invest money he wants to get into marketing he wants to do video marketing and you know the advertisement it just his his mind is just a mile a minute and and i always encourage him like i tell him ever since they were little like baby you can do anything you can do anything you put your mind to without limitations and that literally means like if you don't feel like doing it then you're not going to do it right but if you want it and you you have that drive to go get it and anything is possible you believe in yourself that's all that matters right we live in the land of opportunity
0: well and the truth is is that uh the, the this generation so the generation right after us mm-hmm. really i mean in, in including your son they have never been more empowered mm-hmm. than, than you know they are, they are more empowered than any generation that, that has ever existed. Right. Given what they have at their disposal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you as a parent, you buy them this $1,000, $1, $2,000 device, and they can start and run a business yep. from it and not need a computer. Nope. Uh, because hey, it, it is, is one. It's a mini and, one. And anything and everything that you need to do mm-hmm. to run a business can be done from that phone. Right from your phone. You know, and, and so, it, you know, it, it begs the question, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because funny enough, the, the origin story for five guys mm-hmm. was, was this, um, they had, um, I think it was three sons. The family had three sons and there was a the father. And then I think there was like a family member or something like that, mm-hmm. making it the five guys. Well, when the sons came up to, you know, it was time for them to decide whether or not to go to college. They said, well, we have all this money saved up. Okay. You have two choices. You can either go to college mm-hmm. or we can start a business right. as a family and they all decided to start the business as a family and that was the origin story for five guys you know and so you know to to again i mean you you look at the price of college education Mm -hmm. and where it's headed Mm -hmm. um and then you look at how easy it is to become an entrepreneur right and at 14 15 i mean heck one of my clients is an 18 year old multimillionaire, Mm -hmm. you know because he got invested early into crypto right you know Uh, and so it, it, it really begs the question, is that secondary education really necessary, or are you better off just jumping into the game early and taking the hard knocks and learning the lessons on your own? Right.
2: And then when you, when you think about it, you, you can, Go to college and have a loan that's, you know, six figures, but you can't get a $10,000 business right. loan. Yeah. yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. That makes no sense. Right. And when, when we have a saturated market where, in any market right now, in in the corporate world, where you have to have a master's degree or a bachelor's degree to get anything, everybody has that. So, right. what exactly are you bringing to the table that's nothing. different and innovative? Nothing. Which is Absolutely another argument nothing.
0: against paying for college tuition, right. paying for everybody's college. Because right. Because, again, that only, re- which, yes, great. You're raising the bar, but at the same time, then that just makes that education more expensive, you know, because everybody's at the everybody. And, and it's sure. me-
2: right; it's that meaningless. Yeah. But what 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 bothers me the most about it is that when you have kids that are graduating high school, and they don't know where they want to go, they go into college and they get a general studies degree, yeah, and then they don't know what to do. So right. what do they do? They go and work at McDonald's, and then mm-hmm. it's a dead end job because. You, you can't like it's hard to work your way up from just being a line cook you know what I'm saying and then if you don't if you're not self motivated and don't know how to critically think and you have this big bright idea about making your own money making your own way in life you're going to struggle
3: right
2: you are you're going to struggle and that's how you create you know generational poverty Mm -hmm. and you know my son he's like I don't I don't want my kids to have to live paycheck to paycheck Right. like and and it's really funny because you know people look at my husband and think because he's white we we got it made right and we don't we struggle just like everybody else does. We're a middle class family. Like it is what it is. So for him, he sees that and he understands that. And he's like, mom, I don't ever want you to have to struggle. I don't ever want dad to struggle. I don't ever want my kids to struggle. Like I'm going to be the first one to break you know our generational issues and I'm like for me hearing that from my 40s 14 y'all right, like right, he's right. 14 like that's but they're also
0: so much more educated and uh, you know and I mean life educated. yes and exposed to so much more than we ever were mm-hmm. thanks to the internet yeah, well, thanks to the the amount of having
2: parents like uh, me of
0: information <laughs> yeah and thanks <laughs> to the amount of information that they have access to mm-hmm. you know and that the family dynamics also very different yeah. you know I think you know our generation encourages a lot more conversation 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 and encourages a lot more like positive, you know, um, life building dialogue, you know, Mm -hmm. between parents and children.
2: And I don't ever figure things out for them. Like I, my son is my second son, um, my second born son, not my bonus baby, but even him, like as, as a kid, I never did things for him. So my eight year old is on, is on the spectrum. He's high functioning, autistic. Um, and he's the one that we homeschool right now, but even with him, I don't, I don't solve problems for him. Mm hmm no matter how frustrated he gets, no matter how many meltdowns he has, no matter how bad the meltdown is, I have to teach him to think for himself and to try and figure it out on his own because yeah. it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to what's happening to you and how you move through what's happening to you. That's adversity. Right. Adversity builds character. And that is that is where I think a lot of people fail. They're, they're too afraid of failure, but they don't realize that failure is just... That's a different of way of not doing right as part of the process yeah, so you have to be comfortable with failing well and, so, and be comfortable with being uncomfortable and
1: that's the beauty you know, of our system here in yeah. the united states that are, and we know this other parts in the world you fail once that's it right you're done yeah. whereas here in the states you're able to fail and fail and fail again mm-hmm. and you can be able to have that and then you can have second second careers when you're 50 60 years old just right. kfc you know. the guy didn't create that until he was the 60s yep i mean those yeah. that's the beauty of the living in this country and i think our kids don't understand the full impact of what it means to be in this country well, and I'm- how to grow up in this country and how to take advantage of the of the resources that you have available this new generation that's coming up they're not going to be a group they're not gonna go into jobs that have them putting a square hole into a square peg. That just yeah. that's not happening right. anymore. The majority of these kids that are moving in are gonna be able to have a small marketing companies because they don't need to build a the four or five million dollar company. Well, not they if they're to be-
2: being told that the yeah. country that they live in is inherently racist, which is completely false. Yeah,
1: You're right. completely forgetting what made this country great. And again, we can t- and I don't know. I was taught about slavery. I was taught about right. racism. Right, like, like, uh, like what was I don't
2: t- know where who is coming up with this <laughs> these arguments? Like n- everybody talks about slavery. Yeah. like but yeah. the problem is is that people don't understand slavery is not unique to America no. right. slavery was not it invented is right and it wasn't yeah. invented by Europeans that's not how that even happened yeah. like this is this is why we've gone so far back in education um, because we don't know the truth about anything right now is everybody's teaching all these kids all these false notions like right. it just it's completely mind blowing when you take well, away their ability to think for themselves and their ability to be motivated and the morale sucked the life out of them because they're inundated with sex and gender and you know, race instead of really trying to figure out what they want to do in life yeah. and cultivating their minds, you know, to, to be philosophers. And well,
0: it's and, so much easier to be know. a victim, right? Yeah. Very true. You know, it and, is And to what we were just talking about, you know, I, I mentioned this actually and evil and I do another podcast where we, Talk no politics, you know, but my point was, you know, I just watched the man in the arena about Tom Brady, mm-hmm. a phenomenal documentary about the nine years he spent on, um, or more than nine years, but, uh, the, you know, it was nine episodes of Tom Brady's time with the new England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And they, what the one thing that they always talked about was the fact that they, they had very short-lived celebration of their wins mm-hmm. because you don't learn from winning right you learn from you losing. learn from losing and so that even when they won they would go into the locker room and then and, and bilichek uh, would still chew them out yes you know and he would say you still messed up and here are your mistakes and this is what we need to work on and this is what we improved on even when they were out there spanking everybody else yeah and, and because again it, you know the, the 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 loss is the only time when you lose i mean mm-hmm. when you learn Right. You know, and, and, and while those, the wins are great, the problem is is that if you win and you don't, you still don't evaluate your mistakes and, and the things that you could be doing better, then you become complacent.
2: Right. Well, I mean, and that's, that's a test to our country right now in this moment. Yeah. All right, but everything, oh. sorry, everything is on the opposite <laughs> side of fear, though. Too everything that you want to experience is your willingness, is what your willingness is to accept the opposite. Right. So if you want to own your own business, are you willing to fail in order for you to learn how to how to run that business, or are you comfortable yeah. at where you are, where you're at, giving yourself excuses? So it's not about you know making sure that you have a crew behind you that supports you. Right. You should support yourself. You need well, to believe yeah. in yourself and support yourself. And how first. quickly
0: do you adjust to those those screw ups, those losses, those mistakes? Right. Oh, yeah.
2: Right. That's yeah. that's the whole point. Again, we
1: live in a country that allows you to fail and is perfectly fine with it. It's not that it's celebrated, but it allows you to and get up from their ashes, and people love a comeback story, and it's it's just how the country is designed. Pull
2: yourself up by your bootstraps. Well, that's a whole nother <laughs> conversation.
1: That that liberals hate that phrase, yeah. but as a as an immigrant, and again, we're all immigrants mm-hmm. on this table. Yes, we are. We understand completely what that phrase means, yes. and it means so much to us because there wasn't organizations looking out for. Well, you didn't you know, have a new, choice. Yeah. New Hispanic families moving to the states. There right. was. I mean, there was the church, and you had other things, but like you had. I remember times where, like, I remember stories of mom and dad, dad talking about their their parents about how there were weeks that they didn't see them because they right. were
2: working two jobs and right. they had
1: to, so then they would mm-hmm. be able to have the lifestyle that, was my that mom. they wanted to.
2: Yo, my family was like, oh my God, y'all, the rich kids, y'all think y'all all of that. Y'all think y'all all of that living up in this townhouse. And I'm like, you don't understand what my mom did for that. Like, she had to work <laughs> three jobs, she busted her butt to get us out of the hood like because she was terrified that when her daughter walked out the hallway in the apartment building that somebody with a knife was going to come and like stab her or like kids and adults peeing in the hallway like that's no way to live yeah who wants to raise their kids in that
1: that's what kind of pisses people off about the fact that they're going to start forgiving student loans i know so many people that paid their way through college that worked those two three jobs and still got their or busted their ass just for scholarships oh my god lauren did that and like and and she had to work really hard to get that stuff and at the end of the day you work so hard and now you're hearing that people are going to get it forgiven and then those and then you hear from uh i think it was uh aoc that made the comments like uh well uh, it's good that you paid it off, but you should allow other people now to get the benefits of this of this program. And you're it's, like, this doesn't that doesn't make that's not an mm, argument. Just payment. It's off not any. like it's,
0: it's not like public education, where with it's public education right? everyone yeah. needs that foundation yes. Yes. of an education, and everyone Secondary's is given choice. that option you know to take advantage of that education mm-hmm. um and and there are some serious ramifications so, societally mm-hmm. uh for not getting that foundation of an education mm-hmm. that's not the case with secondary education right. and again you know now we're back at square one where we're pushing we've realized the detriment that we've created uh, to our country you know by by not uh also encouraging trade schools
2: right we need to encourage Um, trade schools if you can graduate with a certificate for it you should be able to graduate with a certificate in construction
0: well and the fact that there's so many jobs out there where you could be making close to six figures or over six figures um doing jobs that robots hello ai is never going to be able to do never they're never going to be able to fix your plumbing Mm -mm. they're never going to be able to fix your cars Mm -mm. Uh, they're not never going to be able to you know do a lot of things that those
2: are hundred thousand dollar a year careers. right yeah and Mm -hmm. the opportunity to make your own business. Right, and multi-million dollar businesses. And create your own generational people wealth. I think know. that's what people, people are afraid of. Know.
0: I mean, look at these, you know, even even your now neighborhood mechanic is charging 75 to 100 bucks an hour to work in your car. Mm. I mean, it's not just the dealerships. Now, nope. dealerships, in fact, if anything, have, been, have lowered their pricing to compete with, with the, the mom and pop yeah. uh, mechanic shops, yeah. you know, because they realized that they had to.
1: One of the last things I'll yeah. say about this topic real quick is that um, we are really we we have a really cool neighborhood in Seminole Heights. We talk to all no of our don't. neighbors uh, during hurricane right when hurricane season starts. We have a little bit of like a, a community barbecue, and we get to talk to all the dads and, and all the families talk to each other because before or after it hurts. It hurts. yes uh, <laughs> because we know if something does happen we're gonna have that little meeting and I'm gonna need to bring nails and people bring what it's just such a cool little neighborhood yeah. that we live in our neighbors their two sons are great great kids they played football growing up everything else and we were talking to them and like look the kids had no idea what they wanted to do and their dad is a electrician and a plumber Mm -hmm. and the first thing is okay you guys don't know what you want to do when you graduate come to work with me Right. right and now these kids are driving very nice cars nice. because they're able to afford it because right. they're working good job good paying jobs and, and they have, have no expenses they have, they have no expenses they're right. so right. at home yep. and their mom and dad are perfectly fine with them living yeah. at home having their they're just a few years outside of high school and it's crazy. and maybe they'll
0: figure something else out and maybe they right. won't and that you and both this of those are okay and that's perfectly great fine foundation. Yeah.
1: For those kids, I am more than happy to like when they have friends come over and everything else, and they're there it's like two o'clock in the morning, they're still throwing the football. I'm like, I don't care. At least they're home. Right. At least
0: they're not yeah. out and wilding out somewhere. And we're right. only we're only ten minutes away from ebor My technical <laughs> my technical background is what has continuously given me a foundation of income. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of career changes, regardless of lockdowns. You know, yeah, exactly. If not, <laughs> if. if if not for that, that skill set that mm-hmm. I developed, you know, early on, thanks to uh, a technical school, um, again, my, my life, my career would be very different. Right. Um, and, and it, if anything, again, it taught me to be a more well-rounded individual. Mm-hmm. So you become more of that kind of Swiss army knife for whatever office you enter into, right. because guess what? I don't need a graphic designer. I don't need a video editor. I don't need any because right. I could do it all myself.
2: Well, and then this, this to me brings up the whole equity in education, right? Like mm-hmm. we hear a lot of people talk about, we need Need equity and education. I don't know what that means. Well, it doesn't mean what they think it means. <laughs> so when you have equity and education, you have things like this, where mm-hmm. you have community members of your community come in that are self sufficient, right? They're business owners and they come in and they give back to the school that they that's in their neighborhood. That is how you build equity, right? When you build equity in your home, you make sure that you have enough, you know, money in your home, you know, so that if you sell it, you can get, you know, the best bang for your buck or whatever. You right. build equity in your business, you make sure that you have enough business, enough money, cash flow, so that if you sell it, you get enough money, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with education. When you mm-hmm. put the amount of money that is supposed to go into the education, right? And you make sure that our children are quality educated. Then when they come out of school, that return on investment shows that is how you build equity in education. Right. It's not equal outcomes for every person. And right. that's how they mean equity in education.
0: Yeah. So- and the problem is, is that when you try to, create equal outcomes or you force equal outcomes right. all you're doing is lowering the bar well it's the simone the
2: biles effect you guys remember yeah. what happened to simone oh biles during the olympics that's yeah. literally what equity in education it was, is that
1: was such a weird situation
2: like she was the best olympian and what did they do they said well you're too good and we're afraid that if the girls try it because you're trying it and you're good at it that if they try it, they're going to hurt themselves. So yeah, we're just going to not, she got right? Yeah, points because of it. which is completely ridiculous, and that's that's what equity <sighs> and education from their standpoint and completely will do against to our the meritocracy kids. of the right. Olympics. Yes, it's so crazy. What? It, it's just, <laughs> it really is. It's weird.
0: All right, everybody! Thank you so much for watching the Yard Sign, the most important, relevant podcast, most diverse conservative podcast in politics. Especially tonight, as we've got our Ayo. special guest, <laughs> Allie Marie Leg, is joining us tonight. She's a uh, second time guest here on the show. Yes. Uh, candidate for school board, Hillsborough County District Six, county uh, and uh, yeah, county wide. Look up Allie; uh, it's votealliemarieleg.com. Uh, if you want to look up her website and uh, join her campaign, donate yes, to her please. campaign. Yes, please. Uh, please do so. And again, as we are. talking, topic uh heavy here tonight with education also make sure to look up jennifer LaCata if you happen to be in uh, hernando county we got stephanie meyer out in pinellas county uh we got some amazing women running for school board uh all around the region yep, and beach. uh we encourage you to look out for them yeah i'm sure you've you've just Colteras, you know, really this has been
2: angelique yeah. from palm beach yeah, and sylvester from palm beach jesse thompson uh, she's from oh my goodness i can't remember where exactly but we have people well, it's I really think, the yeah.
0: virginia effect right mm-hmm. i mean this you know because although here in florida it's i mean Col- always kind of been bubbling up you mm-hmm. know but virginia really kind of opened everybody's yeah, eyes and said wow like this can point. really happen and
1: mm-hmm. then new jersey actually did
0: it yes. and everyone else got upset and pissed off as well, well you're yep. talking about the uh yeah you're CRT's talking about the stuff. no the uh, child um, sex oh, uh, yeah, curriculum yeah. Oh, yeah. for first and second graders Again, yeah what
1: they do up north i, I just don't know why they're so well, adamant about talking about
0: sex i I just don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. Well, well seems just like,
2: fighting it here at the Capitol. Well, you it, seemed that? Like were, did see
0: it. it seemed like they were, it seemed like they almost did it intentionally, like just yep. as, you know, to just be contrarian to what's happening here in Florida.
2: Well, it's happening everywhere in the United States. Like, every state is dealing with this, whether you know it or not, which is why it's so important you pay attention to your school board race. But, I mean, but driving around town here, I mean, how
0: how many New Jersey and New York plates are you seeing around town? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yes, but that, but again, the governor said it multiple times
1: that he is really is watching the people that are coming into the state and they are. The conservatives and moderates and independents from those counties in those states that are just done. They're just done with New York. They're done with the Northeast. They're done with the West Coast. And so, I, again, it's not having as an effect a big an effect as you would assumed with the numbers. If anything, our Republican no, but are that's growing. what I'm
0: saying. There's still that exodus. Yes, yeah, it's, you know, because of the exist. policies yes. that that they are implementing. Um, We're and a lot more Republicans and independents than ever before. And our numbers yeah. are growing in the
1: statewide.
0: Not in Hillsborough County, but yeah. <laughs> around the state we are. We are broadcasting live to uh, we are broadcasting live to Clubhouse as well uh, we got our buddy Hector who's uh, been joining us on there tonight and uh, so if you want to uh, like just it. have an alternative way to listen to the show live you can do so on Clubhouse uh, you can follow me at Johnny Torres uh, or you can look for the guard sign uh, and uh, when you we're usually up and running around 7 o'clock when uh, the show goes live yeah. and so keep an eye out for that there's also the replay you can find a replay of the show there as Seven-ish.
2: well and you can follow Allie at all platforms at Vote Alley Leg. Look at that. Vote Alley Leg. All oh, right. I
3: like it. Twitter I, is, I Twitter Bro, is
2: leg. Good. Twitter is leg for H-S. Oh, so you yeah. I H-C-S-B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> H-C-S-B. Uh, I didn't think Twitter through. Sorry. <laughs>
0: Twitter <laughs> fail. but also so on
2: my website i have a media page um where you can go see all of the things that i've spoken at i've spoken at bocc meetings i've spoken at city council meetings i've been to tallahassee several times um i've been to dc a few times i spoke with the national school board association when they decided to call parents terrorists for going to oh school board meetings gosh. and told them exactly how i felt about that um that's a really fiery speech. It's kind of got yeah. where the ball started rolling after that one. Um, sure. And then I spoke at uh, the People's Convoy, in North Carolina. Um, one of the moms, she's a the founder of Moms for America. She said that, that was the Patrick Henry speech of our time. Uh, so wow. definitely check that one out. That was yeah. a good one. But the most recent one I did was with our governor, Ron DeSantis. Um, I was asked to speak on CRT and how it affected our family. Um, and that was a very interesting situation um i spoke for about i want to say like seven minutes so when i planned the speech it was like five minutes long and she was like okay you can go over it's fine don't worry about it and then i get up there and then and then i get up there and it's like all the clapping like you don't understand this room was filled to the brim like there was no sitting it was standing room only there were two balconies the balconies were full everybody in there is either latino or like black or i mean there were some white people like there was just it was literally it was america in a small room that's really what it was um and it was great and then what kind of choked me up a little bit was when i read you know we we the people hold these truths to be self-evident right like that that part the entire room echoed with saying it. And it was just one of the most surreal moments. It's like when you are in a stadium and you hear everyone sing, you know, the the national anthem or or they play, you know, everyone's saying the pledge of allegiance, like it kind of gets you a little choked up and that, that was one of one of those moments for me. Um, and it, it, it's very important that we understand that we, we are all created equal. Right. And, and we are endowed by our creator, whether you believe in, you know, Jesus as your creator or, source or universe or God or whatever it is, you're still created in with inalienable rights, right? Like, so nobody can take your freedoms and liberties away from you. And that, that is what the basis of our, of our country stands for. Um, so I went into that and of course I called governor Ron DeSantis a statesman (laughs) because (laughs) I had to bring it back old school because he, you know, he, he really does embody, you know, he's not a politician. He embodies, what a true statesman is supposed to be. And right. that's protecting the rights of the people. So he knows how to be a true representative. And I look up to that because-
0: Well, there's it, times to be, there's there's a time to be a politician and then, and there's, then there's a time, the time to be a statesman.
2: To, right, of course. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you have to always do what's best for you know, the people that you're representing. Sure. Um, and that look, was, and that I, was really cool.
0: You know, on that note, I give major props for, uh, vetoing the, the net metering bill, mm-hmm. you know, which, which I, again, goes completely against free market principles when it comes to, um, again, just general capitalism. But in regards to, it would have been a huge detriment to the solar industry mm-hmm. and the fact that look, honestly, whether, you know, you're, you're liberal or conservative, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, our environment is our, Economy, mm-hmm. you know, here in Florida, and we should be encouraging people to to go solar if they can, right? And uh, the fact is that this would have actually done the opposite. But anyways, oh, man. but
2: yeah, so uh, he he actually gave my website a shout out, nice. and that was pretty awesome. I really liked that. That was really cool. I it was, took did you check the completely. website traffic for that day. I did. <laughs> um, I got like eight hundred hits, and nice. it was nice. it was really awesome. Um, yeah, so cool. I, thank you, Governor Ron DeSantis, if you're watching.
0: Yeah, and that's leg dot com. That was pretty Four cool. Anibal, are we going yeah. into a recession yes
3: yeah <laughs> so yeah
0: so? um the march
1: numbers came out for the u.s economy actually shrank by 1.4 percent in quarter one in 2022 uh the uh, treasury yield has hit a 10-year high at three uh, percent manufacturing activity has slowed to uh, one point one and, and one half of uh, of This quarter, we're having huge issues when it comes to U.S. crude settling above $105 a barrel. It's a gain of almost half a percent in one day. We're having uh, wild swings within the market Uh, trying to figure out how that's going to settle. And I, I will have to say that I... I do see us moving in that direction. Now, what that looks like on a national level and what that looks like on a local level are two different things. Yeah. I think I think what's going to help Florida and other very Southern and, and Midwest states is that they're still getting three to five, a thousand people moving a month. Sure. That those people need services. Those people need Jamba Juices. Those people need Mm. (laughs) Shake Shack's. Those people need uh, Applebee's and Starbucks. Like that's still going to happen no matter what. That's still building. I've (laughs) yet to go into that. I haven't had one. Jeremiah's I I haven't gone there Mm. at all. Are they
2: really good? Oh yeah. Crumble cookie. Yeah.
1: And And so like and so I think things are going to continue to grow and we're still going to need hotels and people working in hotels. But I think what's going to happen is the recession is going to. It's gonna be a weird reset. Yeah. It's not gonna be 08. It's not gonna be yeah. what happened in the, the when the when the bubble per, burst. I just don't think that. I think we're getting we're letting a lot of air out in the market, and that's perfectly fine. Last week we had a nine hundred dollars a nine hundred point swing, so I think that's what's happening now. But I. I I don't see it affecting us as much as people assume it's going to affect us. Right. I would love to see some steam uh, released out of the housing market, but mm-hmm. I don't see that happening right now. And again, it's it'll not, it'll level out. It'll level out. So. But, yeah. but we're not seeing a situation where. And again, this is a, this is funny, but when everyone is a real estate agent, then yeah. you know there's
0: a problem. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. we're back
1: not. At, and we're not there yet.
0: We're back at two thousand five, two thousand six levels where you have you know people getting you know 10 offers on a home in a single day um you know the the absorption rate is north of 90 to 95 yeah. percent every month in terms of what goes on what what goes on uh, up for sale and what gets sold so yeah i mean that's ridiculous what is and, the, what is causing
1: an uh, irregularity when it comes to the market is the fact that you have these big large conglomerates coming in and buying single family homes yeah that is yeah. happening now that is causing it that's causing the problem in a lot of communities because you don't have local cannot buy in their own
0: local market. And that's becoming a problem. And I think Congress will do something about that. Did you hear about the soy sauce company? No. There's a soy sauce. It's one of the major soy sauce companies um, that is actually buying up a ton of real estate surrounding where their processing plan is where their processing and distribution plan is hmm. um, they've actually been buying a million dollars in real estate directly around that, the, there that property there no it was just kind of a weird anomaly that yeah. again like it's now almost such a sure thing right now in american real estate that you've got these foreign entities that are all getting into the real estate game
2: right oh that's scary
1: yeah uh, you have a lot of foreign buyers that are going into the country now they get a visa if they're if they Spend a certain amount of money into mm-hmm. the country, so they they become they become quasi citizens. Uh, we're having a look. Huge I'm a
0: capitalist, but I'm but I'm not. I'm also not completely against what Canada is trying to do, which is to stop these corporations from from coming up and buying, you know, large numbers of homes. Because I
1: don't disagree with you. BlackRock, which is one of the, com- the companies that are actually doing that, is causing a lot of distortments. Well, they're inflating the market. Yeah, and that's what's causing a bigger problem. And so,
2: well, and it's not even just status, It's like it's seeping into our schools too, because yes. we end up having overcrowding. This is. What what south county is dealing with right mm-hmm. now we have a lot of people that are moving here and that are you know buying these houses and there's multiple like multiple you know right. developments that are getting put up and and we don't have enough schools to fit all these people we don't have the infrastructure we don't right we don't even yeah. have the infrastructure to fit all these people with the school yep. like it's just yeah. I, I mean really there's a, a there's mess. a
0: school that i believe is currently being held for opening because the roads around the school are not just not um, not Fair. viable. They're not ready. Get they're not it together, prepared to, county
2: commission. You know,
0: but well, again, but it's, but it, it's they're just the growth. It, again, it's two thousand six, well, two thousand seven, yeah. all over again. But then you have the growth county. is yeah. faster than than the infrastructure can be built. But you have a county commission, and, and I'll play this card that
1: doesn't understand that there has to be a symbiotic relationship between yes. developers, yes. and infrastructure. Say it again. And that's what needs to happen. Yeah. Yes, they don't want. have the vision either. Yes, we want exactly. There is no vision. Can you no.
2: Pete louder for the people in the back, please? <laughs>
1: There ha- We know Hillsborough County is a great place to live, raise children, and have a business. But there has to be a uh, some kind of vision out there when it comes to the development of Hillsborough County. Do I want mama to have 1,000 plus um, unit, uh, single family unit communities? No, why? Because mama doesn't want that. Right. Does Keystone want that? No, no. So let the communities dictate what they want. And then allow the communities like South Tampa and some type of parts well, But that's break, how you end up with Brandon. incorporated
0: cities and yeah, then but, you end up like Pinellas. But you
1: have that already where you have parts of, uh, Keystone is a perfect example. They have a plan where they do not allow for large development. Why can't that be recommended in other communities that don't want that either? And that's because no one's having this conversation. Yeah, but, it's, but those
0: people got to go somewhere.
1: No, and I agree. But you know what? Tampa is more than willing to fill in the, the majority of lots. There's still plenty of lots and plenty of land in the city of Tampa and in Temple Terrace and some parts of
0: Brandon that can be filled Yeah, but filled the problem is, is, that the, is the cost. I mean, right by your house, literally walking distance from yep. your house. I mean, you've got half a million dollar townhomes going Yes, in. And, they mean, sold, and they all got sold. they all
1: got right. sold. And so
0: now, this is just the gentrification though. The thing is
1: though, we can build, and if we allow them to build a little bit more of, what's it called? density Mm. then that reduces the cost per unit but because the county is not
0: thinking that far in advance when it comes to density levels then no one's having this conversation yeah because that's the problem right now if you want an entry-level home you literally are either going to have to go to another county yeah or you're basically on the outskirts on the very fringes of hillsborough county Mm -hmm. you know so you're talking why mama ruskin uh, sun city center uh, or on the north end you're talking about you know well new tampa Forget it. new tampa has been expensive for decades um you know and then you you know if you're going anywhere closer to the city of tampa you might as well just go to basco well you have Lutz. you have
1: other parks again i think we need to start talking about the density levels in hillsborough county and allowing for communities to make those decisions
2: do you want to know what i find to be really weird we can have multi-house developments go up in like three months and we still have a firehouse that hasn't been built in over a year
0: <laughs> well again it, it's yeah, yeah. what I mean, are your
2: priorities hillsborough county no
0: it's, it's again <laughs> anything anything the government touches i mean it just it's going to cost triple and it's going to take triple the time to
2: build it that's why i always ask i tell people ask a military spouse family member or personnel what the government does right
0: yeah right <laughs> Commissary. kill people that's it kill people and collect taxes
2: well all right thank you everybody for watching the yard sign <laughs> on that note i know at
1: the end of the day i think yeah i think quarter two of 2022 we're going to see a, a, a continuous shrinkage uh and uh odds are come the elections in november i had to go there come the no- elections in november we'll probably be definitely they're expert no, again, I think we're going to see three quarter. Because if you have three consecutive quarters of recession of shrinkage, then uh, you're, def- you're you're in your economy is in recession. So if the U.S. gets into the recession,
0: China is going to implode because well, they're already having problems. Well, we go and into a recession. Just, I mean, I mean the the the, the uh, general election in uh, twenty six is is just going to be or in twenty four. Is just going to be, I mean.
2: Oh, that's going to be interesting. Allie,
0: I don't
1: know what kind of wave you're going to flo- float up into to get elected. <laughs> but honestly, the I worse it gets, I don't know what's going to happen. In, I'm
2: good. Either November. way. Like- this is
1: going to be like a plus 15 wave. And I'm like, I have no idea.
2: What <laughs> I don't either. With that?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what I am concerned about, though, with this whole recession talk, is that we have two boards in Hillsborough County that want to raise taxes. Oh my um, God. So our board of county commissioners has already stolen five hundred million dollars from the people yep. illegally. It has been determined that it was illegal the way they went about it by court, um, and they still haven't figured out how to give our money back. Which we're all like, "Where's our money? It's Where is sitting. it? It's, it's just, just sitting, sitting there. Account.
0: They'll face the wrath. Right? They'll face the wrath but for that.
2: They also are trying to do another tax increase. Like 1%, right? Yep. 1%, 1%. 1%. Not a cent, not one cent, not a half cent, 1%. Right. Yeah. Tax. Which is going to be astronomical, especially for people well, that are low fair. income or know, fixed income. But our school board, too, is well, doing that, the same thing. Say, is it also 1% it's, it's of the one percent? Oh it's one cent this time. It's one hundred and forty three million or one hundred twenty six million dollars a year for four years that barely scratches the surface of what our debt is. But
0: again, because they refuse to be fiscally responsible right. and make the tough decisions. You know, exactly. I've said this time and time again. If you've talked to any of the former school board members mm-hmm. or even some of the current ones, they'll tell you there are schools that should be closed yes. yes there are schools that we should be combining yes there are plenty of there's plenty of middle management that yes. needs to go Goodbye. You know? and like, they don't like want to make those tough decisions it's like but they you know want to go rather raise people's taxes
1: they want the school board to go into receivership so then other people in tallahassee and other parts can make the decisions because these people don't want to make those decisions well
2: that's not leadership well, and if, that's, not, then if, if leadership. that's how you feel about it then you shouldn't be in a leadership leadership position and you should vacate yeah. your seat like i have told hillsborough
1: county goes into receivership the best I've already heard about the story. If it happens, then uh, the unions can no longer automatically deduct their their dues, and so you would have to have teachers write checks to the union yeah. for them to get to their dues.
0: Well, Superintendent Addison's not going to have Richard Corbin Corcor- oh, to protect him anymore. He's so.
1: out by like the summer. He I was at that sor- that ceremony on Friday. Last That's Friday. what I'm saying. And like you Senator are Senator
2: Manny Diaz, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I sent
1: it's you. Sad, invitation. I missed that.
2: I'm so mad. I, I, know. Know. I invited you. I know. But I know. My baby's work. work. I All
0: right. <laughs> on that note, thank you, everybody, <laughs> for watching. Don't forget the video version of our podcast up on Facebook, <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe, like, follow, share, and then, of course, catch the audio version of our podcast on your favorite podcast platform at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, Amazon, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and Samsung podcast platforms. We appreciate you so much for listening. Tonight we'll see you back here next Monday Night on Where behalf are your of Allie Marie They've been here I just uh, I don't know I was kind of insecure about them today Aww. Aww. <laughs> Well
2: <laughs> if I could say One last thing please Thetor. I want people to understand that parental rights Okay Parental rights mm-hmm. And childhood innocence is not A partisan issue Yeah it's not
0: Well we so again Virginia proved that
2: It is a non-partisan issue yeah. pa- Parental rights and childhood innocence is a nonpartisan issue. Everybody should be concerned about parents being locked out of school. Well, we didn't get
0: into the controversial bill. I mean... Oh, which one? There's so many. Well, we we didn't get into it mostly because... It is 9 p.m. It's gone. I'm ready. No.
1: (laughs) No, we will have a separate meeting for a separate time. But I, I, it's a school night, y'all. But that
0: being said is no, yes, and I, no I just mentioned it because again, yeah. I think the legislation opened parents' eyes, people's yeah. eyes to, you know, the 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 fact that not everything is what they seem. Mm-hmm. And I think uh Democrats played played their hand and they played it too heavy. And um
2: That's why you should vote for Allie Marie Leg. Exactly. On August 23rd. Yes. For Hillsborough County School Board, countywide. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we
0: subject you, to, uh, so we don't have to subject you to any more of an evil's dancing. We are fifteen and... generals down. <laughs> what? I don't know, uh, no we took out. On. We took out another Can... three generals in Ukraine. Oh my by my God. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So much. So long from Tampa. We'll see you back next year. Next <laughs> one. One <Monday>. more thing. <laughs> da 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 da.